Before we start this podcast, I want to definitely remind you of a sponsor for Fresh of the Word, 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest. In a world of wrestling where there's hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads, don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. So if you'd like to discuss a possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or even Zubaz, then drop them a line at 20by20apparel.com. That's the number 20x, the number 20apparel.com. And also check out their enamel pin line. It's super cool. Fresh is the word. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier, and like always, we talk about the freshest of topics and have the freshest of guests for you. The guest for this episode is the 18-year-old Los Angeles native, singer and songwriter, Angela Munoz. She just released her debut album, Introspection, produced entirely by Adrian Young. Uh, During our chat, we talk about what it was like working with Adrienne Young, um, her upbringing, how she was able to turn these songs that she's been writing since she was 14 years old into this finished product, um, her, you know, her, her transition into adulthood. And we also do a track-by-track breakdown of introspection. But before we get to that interview, um, I just want to, you know, a little update on my life. Uh, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get this podcast out on time because... Uh, while while I'm recording this intro, what the fuck? I literally am just getting. A, <laughs> I'm literally just getting a call right now, about and I know the number. It's DT Power, so they're telling me that my power's back on, which I already know. But for the past like for like three hours, and like my power is out. Whole you know my whole city that I live in, the power is out. So uh, I was bored for a few hours. Um, I tried to take a nap, but um, my neighbors were being loud. But uh, we're good to go. I'm, you know, doing this intro. Now, you know, while I'm uh, doing this intro also, watching the Tigers game versus the Royals, baseball's back, baby. I don't know how this is going to go. We're still in the pandemic. Uh, The Florida Marlins, you know, caught the COVID. There are a bunch of people, management players. Um, yo, sports might not have been a good idea for 2020, but you know, if they're going to be here, I'm going to root for my Tigers. I haven't been really paying attention to baseball for a long time. Um, I loved, I loved baseball as a kid, played little league and other forms for probably, I'd say eight to 10 years, maybe as a kid. And that still some of my favorite at times, uh, Tiger stadium was my favorite place on earth. Even to this day, like to me, it was like a safe place and you're like in a whole other other like you know safe zone like whole other world you know when you're at tiger stadium 
and like even when I drive, even though Tiger Stadium isn't there anymore, like I can just drive by, uh, you know, over there in Michigan, Michigan and Trumbull, and just you know still feel that those feelings about when I was a kid. But you know, baseball's back, babies. Um, I you know decided even before this year, before even before the COVID hit, that I was going to follow baseball this year, mainly because Jesus and Mero talked about you know the Yankees and baseball so much that it got me into uh, it, it got me liking baseball again. I got me interested, so I was ready. I was ready to be a baseball fan again. And then the COVID hit. We didn't know if we we're going to have a season, but we're having this you know shortened season, and it's a little it's looking a little shaky, you know. Tigers are looking a little good, you know. They're two and two right now. They're leading the game right now, uh, you know, when I'm recording this. But you know, I'm excited to see some baseball. You know, they don't got any fans in the arena. There's like some of the games, especially like the the big games that are on like the Fox Network. They're piping in crowd sounds for the people at home, which is kind of cool. I don't know. It, to me, it's it might sound a little weird, but. It's kind of, I don't know, I, I don't know. It, it, it works, it's cool, you know. But um, Tigers are back. I'm going to pay attention to Tigers. I'm going to pay attention to Atlanta Braves because I was always a Atlanta Braves fan. And because of Jesus Romero, I'm going to think, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow the Yankees. I'm excited the baseball's back. And, you know, there's, you know, C.J. Crone, he's, uh, you know, a new addition to the Tigers roster, and he's looking impressive already. So we'll see how the rest of the 60-game season pans out hopefully we don't um they'll be able to contain the covid while this is all happening you know what else can i talk about i'm always buying records man like no this thing this past weekend was the first time that i actually went to a record store i went to uhf records in royal oak michigan and it was like one of the most relaxing experiences that i've had in months like going to the record store and thumbing through records is just it's, it's relaxing. It's even relaxing for me if I go through, if I'm on like Discogs online and going through stuff, you know, if I see a record that I want or something that just added, that was on my want list, I'll go to the store and see if there's anything else that I can get from it and see if, the, see if, and, and if not, then maybe I won't buy the record that I have on my want list. But if I see other records and they're cheap and maybe I will, but I've been buying a lot of records, you know, that's like kind of like my therapy during, uh, this pandemic, um, and I, I've you know I I and I just got my record in for today's guest Angel, Angela uh, Munoz. Uh, it's it's a beautiful looking record. Um, getting a lot of you know new records, a lot of older records. I like you know just I, I don't really have a to me it's just like yo there's something specific that I want and then I start like going after those types of things. It's not like I just want all the records, you know, like, cause I, I don't, I, I just want records that I want, but then I find things that I want to own everything for, but there are people, there are bands, artists that don't have a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, uh, so it's kind of easy, but sometimes it's very fulfilling. Uh, like the, um, like the blues, um, the blues artist, she's like, um, um, Adia Victoria, like she only she has like four vinyls out like and I got them all now because I just got like one of her ten inches back, um and it's very fulfilling that I had those like right now I'm I'm also working on my my Saturday looks good to me collection, that was like a band in uh, from Ann Arbor headed by, 
uh, Fred Thomas, which I'll have an episode eventually when I launch my other um, podcast, Renaissance Soul, on one of the, the Saturday Looks Good to Me albums. But I've been slowly getting all the records and the seven inches for that. Um, so that's what I've been doing, you know, buying records. You know, I like buying records. And so if, if you have any record recommendations that I might like, you know, hit me up at uh, djkfresh at gmail.com or, you know, go, you know, hit me up on my socials. Uh, Twitter is, Twitter and Instagram is kfresh is the word. Um, those are the best places to get me. If you want to send me some vinyl, that's, that's even better. Hit me up and I'll tell you where to send it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been like really, I'm going to try to actually start inputting my vinyl collection also into my discogs. Um, my, my Discogs page, which you can, uh, you can go ahead and check out. Let me, let me just get the, let me get the, if you go to, where, where's my collection? My collection, if you go to Discogs.com slash user slash Kfresh, you can see what I have in my collection thus far. That's only a little bit of my collection, but, um, there's, you'll see some stuff that I have in there. Um, but it, like I said, if you want it, I'm, I will always take vinyl. If you want to, if you want to share, share some vinyl with me, I, I, you know, I, I, I like presents, you know, and I like vinyl presents. <laughs> All right. That's enough talking for the, for this intro. Um, I hope everybody's doing well out there. Uh, we're in the, the middle of summer here in the States and, um, things are looking crazy, you know, between, the upcoming elections, protests still going on, especially out there in Portland. You know, shout out to my Portland people. Um, it, it's just a wild time that and there's people that don't want to wear masks. There's people telling them the anti-maskers to wear a mask. It's 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 a complicated time, and right now we just need to we need to work together. But you also find, have to find your your place of sanity, you know. And I guess you know. Buying records is my place of sanity. <laughs> All right, after the, um, a short break and a word from our sponsor, we'll get into my interview with Angela Munoz and talk about her debut album, Introspection. All right, welcome back to the Fresh of the Word podcast. And like always, we have the freshest of guests for you. And my guest today is Angela Munoz, an 18-year-old Los Angeles native her debut album, Introspective, is now out on Linear Labs, uh, which is the brainchild of, of uh, Adrian Young. Thanks for uh, joining uh, the show, Angela. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so the album's out now. It's amazing. I love it. Uh, it's really great. How does it feel to finally have that, you know, that piece of work out there? Um, it feels amazing, especially to have a... A physical copy like a vinyl I wasn't expecting that to happen um, but it feels good to have a body of workout and I love Adrian I've always I had always wanted to work with him growing up so I'm happy that that happened yeah it's crazy just like at your young age to have like a piece of vinyl of yeah. like your work to be able to like like especially when it comes to the type of music that you do like, uh -huh. that's a very, you know, classically a very vinyl type yeah. of music. <laughs> yeah, it is. So I'm really happy about that. So 
you know, talk about, you know, how you first, you know, uh, linked up with Adrian to, to make music. I know, I know you had uh, heard of his music beforehand, you know, but, yeah. um, you know, kind of, you know, guide us through that story that led us to this album. Okay. So, um, my brother is really into music. He knows a lot about music. And in ninth grade, he had showed me Adrian Young. And I just felt like his sound was so refreshing compared to everything else that was on the radio. And uh, I, I had, a, from like listening to his projects, like I knew that I wanted to work with him. And um, that was in ninth grade. So skip to 11th grade, I felt ready. I felt like I had the material and I reached out to him on social media um, and he got back to me in three hours <laughs> <laughs> and we just started making music. What was, what, what was his sort of uh, reaction when you first hit him up? You know, what, what was his feedback about, uh, about your music when uh, he hit you back that time? Well, I mean, honestly, he, had, he hadn't even heard me sing in person. It was really like a leap of faith of us just saying, okay, we're going to make this happen. But he never asked me like, oh, I, I need you to sing or I need you to like show me like all your music. He just, we just had a feeling that everything was going to work out and it was oh. supernatural. Well, you know, what, what was it about it? What was your feelings during that time that made everything kind of seem so easy, you know, to, to sort of connect with him? Well, I just really admired his music and trust me in the beginning it was kind of difficult because he's Adrian Young and <laughs> <laughs> I I was nervous of course but when we started recording together it felt natural um, and his studio really feels like home it feels like a place where um, your music is safe. You know, growing up, you know, as a kid, what kind of a kid were you? You know, what what were you doing? What were some of the music that you listened to? What was, like, the things that really stick out? Um, <laughs> I was an outgoing kid. Um, my nickname was Firecracker. I had a little attitude. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now not so much. <laughs> and um, I did really love... Uh, like Guns N' Roses, that was my first memory of music was Welcome to the Jungle. Um, I liked Michael Jackson. Um, my, I remember my dad playing Tupac. And uh, yeah, I, I was really into music videos as a kid. Like I don't remember cartoons very, like, very well. I just remember like the music more. And growing up, I started listening to Marvin Gaye in middle school, Donny Hathaway in middle school, um, and then high school. It's just from these artists, you find more about other, you find more information on other artists. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's, um, that's what a true like music nerd does, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, um, listening to like hip hop music and samples that opens up a whole thing. Um, I just really, I, I've always loved music. I've always loved listening to music, everything, everything about it. Where, you know, where were you going to get this education about the things that, 
you were learning from all these records when you started going down that rabbit hole? Um, well, definitely my parents were the foundation, um, showing me their music. Also my older brother, because basically everything on my Spotify is stuff he's shown me. <laughs> and I'm really grateful for that. Um, because if I didn't have that, I, I'm not sure what type of artist I would be, because it's really just like what I listen to. It's a mix of so much. Um, but it's my it's my brother, and now I kind of do some work on my own and research and try to find other people. When did you sort of like first have an inkling that you had like the chops to be a singer, songwriter? Like when was that starting to like really hit home to you? Um, I would have to say in third grade. That's when I was like. Oh, I feel confident. I feel sure. Um, and I just kept going with it. I didn't second guess myself. Were you a little show off as a kid? Not really. <laughs> Not really. It kind of, it, it might sound like it, but I was just, I was confident. I was confident. I wouldn't sing like just cause, but if someone asked me to sing um, when I was a kid, I'd be like, okay, what song? You know? Um, and I, I think, like, confidence is what really, really pushed me. Yeah, how did that confidence work to the point where you're 18 years old now and you put out an album with a, you know, a highly acclaimed um, musician? You know, at, you know, at what points did, you know, did you ever have to fight second-guessing yourself? And how did you get over that so quickly? Yeah, I think now that I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm growing, I'm growing I, I realize more, you know. Um, when I was a kid, I didn't care. Now that I'm an adult, it's like... Don't you love it when you're a kid and, like, there's that part of just being an oblivious kid, like... Yeah. Like, you know, blissful ignorance. And, uh -huh. like, I look back at things when I was a kid and I'm like, man, I wish I was like that right now, you know? There was other things that bothered me, but that little thing yeah. right there, I wish I was just yeah. like that. Same here. Even my parents say, like, when you were little, like, you, you had so much confidence. And, I mean, I still have that confidence, but I, I really do think about the things that I'm doing. Yeah, I, you get self-aware of stuff when you're becoming an yeah. adult. When you're starting, yeah. yeah, when you start hitting your age, you start being self-aware of things, and you're like, oh, dang, man. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of sucks, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with Adrian, I did second-guess myself a lot in the beginning. Um but once we started working, it was just natural, and I felt really safe. You know, being having that safe space with him in the studio, like, what, you know, what did you learn from that? You know, what, what really sticks out in your mind now that, like, whatever you're going to do next, it's not going to be as scary? Well, the thing about Adrian is he does what he wants to do. Musically, no one tells him what to do, and I admire that. And he makes a living like that, doing the things that he, he loves. Um, also, his work ethic is insane. So, I mean, I definitely want to take that with me for the next project and also just continue doing what I want to do musically, what I feel, um, what I, what I feel like doing. 
How did you sort of uh, present your ideas to him and what was sort of like the work ethic at that time, like molding your ideas? Um, sometimes I would have a song. Sometimes he would have the music and I'd write lyrics. Sometimes we'd work on it together. And it really just made itself. We didn't have a, like a story that we were trying to follow. Um, I was super unsure because like this is my first record and um, like I, I didn't know really what, what this was going to become. So I think what this record is is just a really good introduction to who I am as an artist and also a lot of these songs uh, that, are, that are on the album I wrote two, three years ago. So there's a, from, from being like 15, 14, 15, 14, 15, yeah. to being 18, it's like a difference and there's so much growth. Yeah, so. that's that's how a lot of like debut albums, especially when it comes and the like in the realms of like soul music or hip hop, that like they say, yo, th- that that first album, you know, took my whole life to write, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, rappers mm-hmm. say that all the time. So yeah, like it it makes sense that these are songs from a you know a more you know a longer period of time than yeah. say you might do in the future. Yeah, which is cool, and I and I don't mind it at all because it does capture something that you don't get back, which is like the youthful side of you, lyrically. Um, even like the sound of my voice is way different now, but it's still something you can't get again. That just happens when you're 14, 15, like that sound. You know, when you're bringing these songs into the studio, and you know. How did you guys just kind of go about, you know, making it work? You know, if there's ever needed to be a little bit of a change or he told you, you may sing it, sing in a different way. How uh-huh. did sort of that, that process go? Well, there was honesty. And I think it's nothing is, is personal. I think we, we both knew that what we were doing, what, what our goal was, was to make the best uh, body of work that we could make with each other. So um, it, nothing bugged me, nothing bugged him, because we just wanted to make something that we, we both enjoyed. How were, how were you able to sort of have that honesty and not, like, get your, your, your feelings hurt in any way? <laughs> like, you know, where did you build that up from? Yeah, well, I just, I really do care about the music, and I care about his opinion a lot and I, I just trusted what what he was saying I trusted the suggestions and it's something that you just can't take personal yeah even though it's like your music is your baby yeah like that's that's like my baby they're all my babies but they all need um some constructive criticism to grow they need a little water, you know, they need a little, yeah, <laughs> need a little fertilizer, exactly. need a little water, yeah. you know, to get them to, you know, grow a little right. bit. How, you know, how did sort of, how did Adrian take these songs that, you know, some of them, you were like 14 when you uh-huh. wrote them and kept the sort of the, the idea of them, the, the vibe of them, the original intent of them. Yeah. Well, 
the songs, um, I mean, we recorded, like, for example, I Don't Care and Can I Get Your Name. Those were the first couple songs that we recorded. So that was probably in, what, 2017, 2018. Um, so I was still kind of on the younger side. Still a little I'm connected still young, to him, yeah. But that's just like, yeah. when I look back, it's like I was little. <laughs> um, but he didn't have a problem with it. Nothing. Like when you, when you, you know, think back to writing those songs and now they're like, upwards of four years old like yeah and you were like 14 when you're writing them like do you feel any difference in like you as a woman you know become starting to become an adult you know Uh to those songs yeah well i i think as i'm growing the songs hit me differently they mean they, they mean something different to me and i'm just interested in like 10 years from now what i'll think of it um, but I'm proud and I look at like, sometimes I get embarrassed. Like, I'm like, Oh, like, oh, I was so little, you know, I wrote this song. It's cute. But, um, whenever I, I, I start like doubting myself, I think like, Oh, if, what if my little sister wrote this, you know, I would be proud of her. So I should be proud of myself. Or be like, you know, kind of impressed that you were like 14 and wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you were like, man, I did that. like sometimes i'll go back to like articles that i wrote years ago and i'll be like Uh damn i wrote that (laughs) (laughs) that's impressive where did that come from (laughs) (laughs) so um if you don't mind i would i would actually like to go uh track by track and like just kind of Uh talk about each track um on the album um let's start off with the the first track on it uh don't show it you know what's you know what's that about any you know significant stories about it i think actually not i think don't show is about when you have disagreements within a family that's what i wrote that song about it's about growing up and um your views changing because you now you now understand that like you you can have an opinion um and it's really just like disagreement but at the end of the day like you have to end it with love and you know on that topic itself you know how you know being that you've been writing music since you know when you're a kid young teenager like and you're going through this sort of you know transitional period in your life like how does it feel to like as you you know grow up more that you're making those more decisions on your life in regards uh-huh. to just your life or music or whatnot you know how you know where's that at in your life right now um like the uh when it comes down to decisions yeah just making you know feeling comfortable making decisions about your music uh-huh. about making music just anything you know you know how you feeling these days about that yeah well Whenever um, I'm making music now, if it feels right, I don't question it because that's something that's like, it's it's kind of for me as well. Like, it just feels good. If I'm unsure about something, I will ask for like an opinion or even if there's something that I'm making that I really like, I'll still ask for 
an opinion on it. The the next joint on there is uh, I don't care. Yeah. Um. Well, I wrote I don't care when I was like what fourteen or fifteen, and that was about some high school me liking a boy. <laughs> um, but I was like, eh, I don't know if it's gonna work out, so I don't care. But now it hits me differently. Now it's like I seriously do not care about what what maybe the mainstream might want or like things like social media might want. Like I'm just going to do me. So it's like a different thing for me now. Yeah. And that's a very poignant, uh, like attitude to have because there's so much, like there's so many opinions, um, and information going around. And especially that's, that's good for, for young women out there in regard who like, you know, you're 18. So you like, social media has always, the internet has always been around, you know? Yeah. So some people like have live who live a part of social media, you know? So that's kind of like a good thing to have. Yeah, it is. And, and with social media, what I think is like anyone can really do whatever they, they want as long as it's like not hateful. Yeah. Um, they're not hurting anyone. Everyone has a different story. Everyone does different things. Uh, I know for me, like when I look at my social media, I look I look at it as uh, something to just really connect with people. Um, and that's just how I try to use it. But like, it's really whatever anyone wants to make it. It's like your own website. <laughs> Has there been any times where people, you know, maybe especially young girls have hit you up and and said something positive about your music that they're able to get something out of it? Yeah, um, that that makes me really happy. Like I, I've gotten a message about a father who um, was playing my music and it made his little his little baby girl want to play guitar and sing. Oh, that's just that warms my heart. You know how how does it feel? You know you're you're doing you're making these honest records about you know from your perspective, and mm-hmm. how does it feel? Like to have a you know a sort of a role model role you know with your music, you know you know what do you hope people get out of uh, listening to your music, you know, especially maybe even just like young girls uh-huh well, I would hope that they would make decisions in life that make them happy, like that's it, and um I just hope that it gives them comfort and um, makes them happy, makes them feel confident. The The next uh, song is called I'm in Love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wrote I'm in Love. This is crazy because I had no idea that I was going to go on tour with the Midnight Hour when I wrote I'm in Love. And I wrote I'm in Love because I wanted it to be a song that I could sing when I'm like away from my family or like away from my loved one when I'm on the road. So that's why I wrote that song. And it just happened. It it was just about to happen. (laughs) Yeah. And I had no idea that I was going to go on tour. Um, So that's actually kind of crazy. Oh, that's it. 
how do you sort of you know at a young age how do you sort of deal with going on the road you know how like how, how did you feel just sort of personally and then how how is everybody else around you sort of like you know with you know making it a homely environment making sure that you're okay yeah it was it was awesome I learned so much about myself uh I didn't really have any I like there were no issues no issues at all um I wanted to take care of myself um my parents are also really supportive so you know they were with me not on the road but through the phone they were there for me yeah and it just made me want to become really independent. You know, I wanted to set up my own things, help um, everyone else set up, take down. Um, and I, I think I learned so much about myself. I didn't, I didn't know I had it in me <laughs> to do 47 shows. I didn't know. <laughs> now that you did it, you're like, no sweat. Yeah. Let's do more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the next song is called Top Down. Mm-hmm. Top Down is about a boy I used to like in high school. And he he was just mysterious. And all, and all the girls wanted to get to know him. And I, I mean, I was one of them. And then I saw him leaving school in a convertible. And it was just like, whoa. I got to write a song about this. And that's how I wrote Top Down. What happened with him? Oh, my gosh. Um, we hung out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cool, but, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, eh, you know, all right. <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of funny because when I was writing the, the, uh, the song, I, I was in Spanish class. Um, and I'm writing, I'm writing about him. And I look out, and I'm sitting close to the door. I look out the door, and I see him walk by. I'm like, wow, this is like meant to, this is meant to be. I got to finish this song. And I see him walking back with a girl. And I was like, oh, oh this is going a different direction. Um, it, like it wrote but, itself. Yeah it, yeah, it wrote itself, really. I was just, it was literally my environment, like exactly what I was going through. Um, but, oh, well. You know, I'm over it. <laughs> I got a record out now. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> the um, the next song is uh, "Can I Get Your Name." Yeah, <laughs> "Can I Get Your Name" is just kind of like a really cute, fun song, very youthful, and that was actually like a freestyle. The "Can I Get Your Name" like and maybe like your number. Um, and I just loved it because I felt um, it gave me so much confidence to just have conversations with people. Um, and it's really, I wrote it when I was in 10th grade, I think. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, next up is a little like interlude kind of joint called Stardust. You know, talk about that. Um. I believe Stardust is actually a jazz standard. And um, that's kind of how like Adrian and I got the name. Uh, and he was just playing chords on the piano, found Stardust, and we were like, all right, let's, let's make it happen. It sounds very 
magical. So we just stuck with it. And that's like one of my favorite ones. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, the next song is uh, Feel the Same. Feel the Same. I think I wrote that when I was in what 11th grade. Yeah, I wrote that when I was in 11th grade. And that is pretty much about friends, having issues with friends. Um, and at, at this time, the people that I was talking to, they weren't, they didn't really care. I felt like they didn't really care about like our friendship. And so it was me kind of at a point where it's like, I'm over it. Like it's never going to be the same. It doesn't have to. Um, and just moving on. <laughs> being being in high school, writing songs, whatnot, were you know were a lot of your friends supportive of uh, of your music? Yeah, oh yeah. Um, like, how was your yeah. school? Like, like what did the school look at you about? Like, what did the the student body, the people that are around you, sort of like? What was their thoughts that you think about you as a like a music music artist? Yeah, in, well, in high school, when I was working with Adrian, I didn't really talk about it with anyone. Right. I didn't tell anyone, um, maybe told a few friends, but I didn't want to jinx anything. I feel you know? it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I didn't want to get too excited about something and then it doesn't work out for, I don't know, whatever reason. So oh, I, I feel, really totally understand that. Yeah. <laughs> but... I do, like now, man, I have so many supportive friends. I'm so grateful. How, how does that feel like to have, you know, your peers, people that you went to school with, you know, sort of being very supportive of, of what you've done? It makes me happy uh, because, well, it's, it's honestly not even about me. It's more about just, um, how the music really brings people together, how art brings people together. And um, like, I love to support my friends as well. I have a lot of friends that are visual artists, dancers, and it's just like sharing something that is really one of a kind. Um, and I'm happy that I have a, that, that like group of friends that are, that embrace that, that, and, I'm happy that I have um, friends that like to embrace one another. Right. Uh, the next song is uh, In My Mind. Mm -hmm. So In My Mind, I wanted to write a jazz standard. Like that was a goal of mine. So this was like my attempt. And um, it's, it's just about living your life. And maybe a relationship doesn't work out and that was a sign that that's not right. That's not meant to happen. So you, you keep going on with your life and then you end up meeting this person that's like right for you. Um, but it was like that song was really because I wanted to challenge myself and write a standard that like Sarah Vaughn could sing. You know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, the final record on the, uh, on the album is So Young. Yeah. So Young is really heavy. It's a really heavy song, and I always have trouble talking about it because it's about 
um, us moving on to what's after life, like staying in the back in line. I mean, that, that represents like visualize everyone in line, right? In the back of the line, there's like little kids. In the front of the line, there's like older people. And those older people are getting closer to what's next. And it's sad. That's sad. That, like, the way I see that in my mind. But sometimes you get, you know, little kids that take their their, li- their own lives, um, drug addiction, you know, things like that where people cut the line. And it's it's just, it's just so sad. Like, when I look at Amy Winehouse, um, yeah. you know, Mac Miller, a lot of artists have you know, left way too early. And that's what what it's about. It's just life and... Yeah, you're at, you're at this point in your life where you're 18 and you're starting to trans, you know, transition into adulthood, womanhood. And is there anything scary about that to you? Not really. Not really. Um, of course, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to pay bills? You know? <laughs> like, Bill, a bill suck. Yeah, things like that. Um, but I just feel really confident that um, that I, I'm going to, I feel confident in my life. I, I'm someone that I just need good people around me to be happy. Like the material things, is, it might be nice, but... I just really care about who's around me. That's everything. You know, when it comes to this album, when it comes to your uh, the album introspection, uh, when it comes to the you know the album art or any of the visuals, the videos, the promo pictures, or anything, what was sort of the vibe that you wanted to you know have in all that? Well, that was kind of a difficult question for the album cover. Um, our graphic designer came up with that and she sent us like four different covers and I was like we all agree that that was really cool and I also didn't want like my face face you know I, I wanted something that was art really uh, like yep. an art piece um, so I re- I really liked that that it looks like an art piece um, um and yeah i guess for the for the other like pictures and things like that it's just what's natural you know now that this is you know this album's out Mm -hmm. like you know what do you feel about it now that you know there's all these songs that have been written and recorded from you know written from past few years of your life they've been put to all this music professionally recorded packaged there's this thing that you can you know hold in your hand you know like what sort of thoughts and feelings do you have with that well i feel like i have to keep going i have to regardless of you know if if it's something that gets a you know a thousand streams or a lot of streams like I don't care like I have to keep going making the music because that lives on and it impacts people forever what do you you know what do you hope your audience gets out of you know listening to this album 
or you know eventually when you get to perform this stuff again in yeah. public i hope that um my audience could feel comfortable and um you know bring their 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 daughter their grandma like all ages this is for everyone um that's how i would like for it to be and i hope that it inspires makes people feel confident makes people happy so so what's next for you is there anything that you can talk about anything you're working on you know so right now um i'm working on the next project um that will be under a different name it'll be under a name that's called safe place um my brother makes music he's really really talented and that's our band is safe place um so the next album will be a safe place album nice yeah. nice nice <laughs> is there um you know before we get out of here is there any like just last thoughts that you want to give out to the listeners about you and your album um i just want to say that i hope uh, my album is something that makes you feel good makes you happy and it's something that you could share with your loved ones it's great really dig the album where mm -hmm. um you know where can people go online to get more information about you and you know peep the new album yeah um the album is available on all digital platforms you can find me on Instagram at Big Cat Mother Funk. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. The, I know the videos, the music videos are on Tidal, I believe, and YouTube. All right. That's what's up. Yeah, thanks for uh, taking time out do, uh, to do this interview. I'm glad you're on the show. And you know, I'm really thank digging you. the album. And good luck with everything and be safe. Yeah, thank you so much. This was such a, like a calming... <laughs> discussion you know so i appreciate that uh, no problem that's, that's exactly what i try to do thank you so much thank you for listening to the fresh of the word podcast hosted and produced by myself kelly k fresh frazier empowered by anchor at anchor.fm slash fresh of the word fresh of the word theme music provided by steve o you can find more of his productions at I am Steve O.bandcamp.com, and that's E Y E A M S T E V E O.bandcamp.com. Fresh of the Word is available on all major streaming platforms. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you want to support Fresh of the Word, please consider pledging via Patreon at patreon.com slash Fresh of the Word. Follow Fresh of the Word on social media on Twitter at Fresh of the Pod, on Instagram at Fresh of the Word Podcast, and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Fresh the Word. For more information about Fresh of the Word and our other podcasts, Breaking Records and Renaissance Soul, and a collection of pop culture articles and reviews, please visit freshofthepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and your support. Goodbye and good night. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.